Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to the thing on the ground. I'm gonna uh, pull up uh, a dagger just in case uh, with the man in black and everything. The body in the, on the dock starts to stir. I uh, peel back this uh, cloth to see what it is. I'm readying uh, a bolt of light should I need it. Okay, um, so you're you're gonna ready this spell like an attack, well, but you're not gonna fire. No, my palm is glowing. It's uh, It could be illuminating light on what's under, on inside. And if it's a volatile, it will attack. Okay. So you draw back the cloak and you see Lefty. She's, <gasps> her eyes are starting to open and she's starting to wake up. Lefty! I, I, I lean down and I, 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 I hold her to me. Oh, oh, Lefty! Oh, oh, oh. What's going on? Jamala! I hugged Jamala. Oh my. I think we should kill it, though. Uh, shut up! Oh, goddess, it's so good to Wait. see you again. Oh. I, I run in there, and I, I, I run in there, and, I, and it's like a, it's like a triple hug, like a triple kiss, but it's a hug. Oh! We're in grave danger. We need to go. We can hold hugs for later. Now is danger time. I, I help Lefty up from the thing that she was tangled in. We're... We're somewhere terrible. We have to go. Just tell me who to kill. Um, horns are buzzing in the, in the, uh, you know, throughout the town. Uh, obviously, people are in a 
little bit of a panic with these things. But what you notice is that uh, the far end of the docks is a group of, of other armed people. They're not soldiers. They're clearly not uniformed or uh, armored in the same way the rest of the soldiers are. But they're they're looking right at you. Um, uh, you can tell that they they don't like you. This is not going to go over well. And one of them starts shouting out to the guards and pointing in your direction. Throwing dagger! I'm going to melt their face off with Hellfire. That. Wait, damn you! No, before, uh, before this dire conflict unfolds, we must first go back in time to learn from whence these shadowed figures have cometh. Uh, over to you, uh, Captain. Thanks, Galdap. Your whale come. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Um, before he comes back, hi guys. It's Cap. Things are different this episode, right? Like Galdap said. So, ooh. Let me let everybody who's in the room introduce themselves now, because this is a very different episode. And then um, we'll be coming back to your regularly scheduled Dungeons and Doritos with uh, with some epic confrontations all in due time. So, uh, sitting to my left. Hey everyone, I'm Aaron, uh, event director for Nerdapalooza. And hey, you may remember him as our original game master for Dungeons hey. and Doritos. And I'm playing Krath Oakskin, the Goliath Warden of Badassery. Hey guys, I'm Rosita Sparkles of Skill Focus Burlesque. I will be playing Isadora Bricks, or Izzy, the most excited little gnome bard ever! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Ruby Darling, director and evil mastermind behind Skill Focus Burlesque, and I will be playing Rillatrix Nilo, half elf. Rogue and Soldier of Misfortune. This is Rule. I'm the Game Master Stall. I'm playing everyone who dies. (laughs) (laughs) And my day job is none of your business because it's probably not legal anyways. (laughs) All right. Child pornographer. Uh, (laughs) Wait. No, wait. (laughs) No, no, no. Oh, no. That was the sound of a bag of intense pickle opening up all the way from Canada. Where it should have stayed. No. <laughs> the most oh, intense yeah. pickle ever. I know I'm really excited to try intense pickle. Please make all the jokes you want. Oh, you tell me what it's like when you put it in your mouth. Um, When I put this intense pickle in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God, I can smell it. Oh, God. <laughs> um, it definitely tastes pickly. That is an intense And it is definitely intense. I do not. I don't think anyone's making out with me for the next year and a half. Um, Hot. This is awesome. Oh, Except for God. pickle fanatics, obviously. Except for pickle fanatics. So if Ruby, you've got I'd, it, I'd if like you've to try a, one of your intense pickle. pickle thing. Yeah. Let me, let me stick one of your intense up. pickle in my mouth. Yeah. Put my intense. Go ahead and try some of that. Just trying to get any on my face. <laughs> oh my God. Also um, on That's the table. Delicious. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I've changed my mind about this. So can we mm. talk about the, the um, crazy Japanese yeah. yes. uh, fried chicken Doritos? Black pepper fried chicken. Yeah, yeah and it seems like it's it's in association with a company called Gabon, and uh, which I assume is either the seasoning company or maybe a chicken company in Japan. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's all in Japanese. You give oh, I can shot? read this. Can I just talk about how fried chicken Doritos are like everything my inner fat kid needs? Like 
Seriously. Everything at it's once. Fried chicken and it's Doritos. Put it in your mouth. I need, I need to. I need to try right. one of these. Yeah, uh, yes, you do. I need to put this already, delicious but... fried cock. These are really yeah. good. Most They're of the Doritos. stuff we've gotten yeah. from Japan though has right, been like really weird, but right. has been good. Go for yeah. it, Aaron. <laughs> I'm so horrified by how much it actually well, tastes like. No, seriously. It, it hey, you, you guys should have tried the New England clam chowder. That was awesome. Oh, that was epic. Oh my yeah. god. This. I don't remember if it was any good or not. I'm just. It, it, well, it tasted exactly like it. Yeah. So I can't I mean, remember I that. I realize that you can make like chick everything tastes like chicken, but Doritos aren't supposed to taste like chicken. No, this there are some things that aren't just not supposed to. Like chicken, but it eats like a Dorito. <laughs> Dark sorcery. And I'm it's delicious. I need to go it's home so and reconsider everything I've ever known. I need to question. Also on the oh, table, we got it. We're bringing back a classic. We got a couple bags left of Battle Black Pepper Jack, <laughs> the uh, Modern Warfare Three Edition Black Pepper Jack chip. That's my nothing, Black Pepper Jack. Nothing says I sit around on my couch and play Call of Duty like a bag of Doritos. <laughs> it's true. Yes. Hell yeah. no. Yeah. Brilliant marketing ploy. Oh yeah. Let me just get one of these flamas back in my mouth. Oh my god. Okay. Gotta so get rid of the pickle and fried uh, chicken. Uh, pickle. What's <laughs> going on? Yeah. My stomach is just like, what are you doing? <laughs> It's like a cockfight in your stomach. Yes, I have I have cocks and There's pickles fighting against There's people standing around waving llamas. dollars, yelling in Spanish. I don't flaming even know what's going chicken on. Pasta. Actually, I have I have flaming chicken pickles. Not in my even mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed. I, I've got some information here. Actually, uh, Gabon is is a famous black pepper brand, and it's used very generously on these Doritos. The end result is a very spicy taste with a fried chicken base. Mm. You will Delicious. need a tall, cool drink to accompany this one. Ooh. I got some lukewarm water. I disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) They do recommend drinking beer with Doritos in Japan. It's a common thing on these bags. Oh, take take that as you will. Call of Duty, Duty, Doritos, Doritos, and a beer. (laughs) It's not sounds like America. Uh, A brief (laughs) piece of Doritos news. This is an article published on June fifth, twenty twelve. Uh, from Time, we've done in America. Taco Bell sells more than 100 million Doritos Locos Tacos. Okay, seriously? Seriously, 100 million. Seriously. This is why we're fat, when, no, America. No, the, the The Nachos Dorito Taco is good, and I wait in anticipation for the Cool Ranch. It's rumored. Taco. Uh, no, that's yes, supposedly is supposed to come out this fall. I want it's it. supposed to come out this fall. I want and it And when my it mouth. does, uh, yes, <laughs> exactly. I want that cool just, ranch just in. <laughs> tortilla shell with gray D beef <laughs> and sour cream. Mm. Grade D beef. Mm. Is it even grade D? I thought it was like grade F. F. It's like you wash it. It turns purple. It's, hey, if it's, it's able awkward. to be sold to us to eat, it's it, got to be okay. Yeah, I mean, if, ta- <laughs> hey, if Taco Bell says it's legit, it's legit. The, the FDA wouldn't be letting them sell. It's got it. Yeah, they got, would. Everything's I got a little bit of like cockroach and like rat poop in it. There's a certain level that the FDA allows inside of our food. So. See, I know that's true, Ruby, because I read it on the internet. Yeah. The internet would not lie to us. I know, Wait, right? <laughs> seriously, just look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody there is telling the truth. Okay. Always. A couple quick notes from the fan base. Just got to give some shout outs to everybody. Brent Bouchard supported us recently. He said, this is for the awesome episode of Dungeons and Doritos. Not enough Gleeman, but Galdap the Hooved. Awesome. That's our previous episode, episode 21. Hmm. Grant Hasted said, bloody love your D&D episode. So throw some of this money towards the D&D-a-thon sponsor topic, you brilliant and beautiful people, you. That he's talking oh. about our, um, the movie Marathon. Unfortunately, that topic didn't win. Instead, the Kyle McLaughlin-a-thon won. So that's awesome, too. We're going to be watching Dune and Flintstones and a bunch of other things that don't go together. Hey, um, there we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say Dune? Yes. Yep. 
I love you. Are you watching? Are you watching the original? The original David, movie. David Lynch's Dune, the, the extended the cut, four-hour one that they came out with when they redid it. Oh, this is this is the this is not the made-for-TV Dune. Okay, but it is the it is the extended cut of David Lynch's Dune. Okay, I, I'll tell you the, the made-for-TV one. They apparently followed closer to the book series. That's what I hear, and it is actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. It, it was not bad. No. It was not bad. Uh, Tyler Conrad wrote in and he said, hardcore D&D fan, as soon as you said Galdap sings again, you had me. What he's referring to is uh, one of our support perks. If you support us with any amount, because, you know, we're a listener funded show, Dungeons and Doritos, Nerdy Show, the whole network of shows, all listener funded. We can only exist because of you. Uh, we send you a bunch of cool stuff in your email. And one of the things is some um, some outtakes in which Galdap sings a number of songs. Nice. <laughs> Maybe, right. maybe more to come. There's new stuff every month, and there's always new uh, Dungeons & Rito stuff, including um, one of the most recent things we added is actually deleted scene from the previous episode. It was something that we thought we were going to need, and it didn't quite fit in, so we've kind of had to retrofit it. It's from the end of the show, um, and it's, it's uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and say it. It's a Lefty and Jamela reunion scene, uh, and that's, we actually, we, we had to kind of do a couple different recording sessions, and that's obviously changed now, as you've, as of this episode, you've kind of heard a different version of that so this is an alternate universe version of that wibbly wobbly timey wimey thing <laughs> yeah just a bit uh tolan wrote into us and said D was awesome this month as per usual keep it up my roommate actually got pissed off at me because i was laughing too loud i listen to these things at night and now i can't nice. wait till the next episode not because they're hilarious but because i want to see what happens next in the story much kudos to rule for an awesome campaign Woo-hoo! yay yeah he was also thrilled that we referenced Intense Pickle on a previous show, and I guess he's going to be thrilled as hell that we're munching on it right now. Yeah, munching on that pickle. He also sent us Burrito. some... Um, I some... definitely just closed up the bag of pickle chips. One, to quit offending everyone else with the terrifying oh, dill stench, and two, so that I don't sit here and eat the entire bag. But it's okay if you do. I might. He also sent us um, some really cool Doritos from Canada that used to be over here years ago. They're first, second, and third degree burn Doritos. They're all spice, different tiers of spice. And we're going to be eating those later. But it's really exciting because one of them is Scorching Habanero, the most coveted flavor in tiefling culture. So I I will try that. um... Well, thanks for the props, by the way. I appreciate that. I also want to remind everybody that we've got a ton of D&D merch in the store. We got D&D dice. We got we only have a few of those left. Uh, D&D shirts, D&D posters, uh, D&D glassware on the way, actually. And we could, I heard a story from a guy at Nerdapalooza. He was wearing a D&D shirt. I said, hey, man, nice shirt. And he said, I was, in, I was walking around Phoenix, Arizona. Two guys came up to me on the street and said, is that a Dungeons and Doritos shirt? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, where can I get it? And I was like, okay, how do people not know where they can get these shirts? Just go to nerdyshow.com slash store. We got we got all kinds of D and D merchandise. If you love this show, you can support the show. You can get all this cool stuff. And also, uh, we have a thread on the forums called Ask Nerdy Show Stuff, and also my form spring. Um, and people have been talking, asking a lot of questions about uh, D and D and other stuff. So if you got any questions, you can ask us. And if you want to know about stuff, well, it's all there. Um, and now, uh, I guess I'm going to give it back over to Galdap, and uh, we're going to uh, go play this highly unconventional D&D campaign. I'm very excited to know what you guys are going to think about this. Yeah. If you want to hear who the winners are of our D&D Fan Love Contest, stay tuned to the end of this episode. Galdap? What? Oh, 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 Jiminy Crickets. Yes, I remember now. Once upon a time, uh, there were uh, a group of travelers, um, a merry band of, um, of warriors in the land of Doritodonia. They were in a boom town, 
was uh, a, a mining village. There was uh, a Goliath, a big stony man, a wee little gnome. Mm. Mm. Gnome. Uh, and uh, a, a, a half-elf. <laughs> I have some of a parent's intercourse on video cassette. I'm into interracial. <laughs> uh, so they were they were at this boom town uh, looking for jobs, but the work had dried up, <laughs> much like my scrotum. Now on with the show. It's evening, and you're. The outside perimeter of the village is really just a bunch of shanties at this point. Uh, they don't have an inn. The uh, mine is already dried up. This big, huge vein that they had found just was very short-lived. Uh, you're what they call laters. You came too late. You're just hanging around. At this point, you don't even have money to travel onwards, so you're just kind of scraping by. A couple of days ago, a mercenary band left the village very happily off to work um, and it's evening when you actually see them the only first real event that's happened in the past few days coming back they're laughing and joking and some are even singing and they're singing terribly and they're carrying baskets uh, badly woven baskets between themselves and there's flies buzzing around them and everything and they're just walking past you guys uh, they're talking about battles that they've just recently fought and as they come closer, you can smell the, just the decay coming from them. Oh, it looks like someone had a messier day than we did. Gentlemen, I do offer singing lessons for a moderate fee. Just so you know. They ignore you, continuing on. Um, and one of them kicks their leg out to kick some dirt in her direction. Um, they're decidedly, they, I mean, for good reason, they're, they're, they're cocky. Uh, they're very well armed, very well capped. Uh, they're bulging purses of coin, and they're coming with these baskets and walking into town like they're about to get paid even more money. So they, they are they are everything right now that you guys are not. They are successful. They are making money, and they're having fun, and they're not getting dirt kicked on. You there, guys, people, men. Three of them kind of laugh at each other. <laughs> one of them hands a basket to the other one and hits the... Uh, other two friends of his uh, on the chest, like, come on, let's go see what this guy wants. And they walk up to you, uh, against Burke on their face, hands on their sword, but in, a, in kind of like a relaxed way. You looking at them can tell these guys do know what they're doing. And this relaxed posture that they have is definitely a facade. They could at any moment whip that sword out and start cutting people down. It would still be a fun fight, <laughs> but it would also likely end in your death with three of them being there and, and a good 20 of their fellows all sitting in a Is you remember lane. that one time where we had a discussion about how not everyone is immediately your best friend? I just want you to think about that discussion really hard right now. Well, I, but I just, I was trying to help. Nope, just, nope, but just think about it. Think fine, about it. fine. Just dwell on it. What do you guys have there? Knoll heads. A dozen of them. Yummy, you're going to stew those up later? Now, there's a bounty on the knolls, and, well, we get 20 coin for each head. I'm sorry, did you say bounty? There was a bounty. There was a bounty? Mm. Oh, so you find gentlemen killed all those knolls all by yourselves, huh? Right. No, that's stupid. Uh-huh. They, they've been traveling up and down here. We went out and attacked them and drove them off. Basically, the bounty was to make sure that none of the knolls came into the village, and they're not going to, so we're 
in the scrape of the last uh, gold in this town, and we're heading away. Well, of course, thank you for uh, being the uh, paragons of defense for this thriving community that I'm so glad we came to, Isadora. You got our attention. It was not entirely my reason, idea. Right? No, you, just, you just wanted to bother us with your pets? Oh, of course. That's, of course, what I wanted to do was just to pet. bother you. A half elf and a gnome and a giant walked into a bar, and we can continue this discussion afterwards because this is boring. I'm sorry, who's, who's pet? I'm sorry, did you say walks into a bar? Because I think that's an excellent plan, actually. You couldn't afford to walk into a bar. Here. I can he, afford to walk into a bar. He I just fl- don't know if I can afford to drink at a bar. <laughs> he flicks you five uh, silver pieces and says, go ahead and have a few drinks on us. Gee, thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> I'll take it. You guys are swell. Those coins are already gone. They're already in Rilladrix's bags. So you're going to buy me a drink, right? Yeah, I'll put some booze in your thimble. What do you... <sighs> Well, I think we need to find out where we can make some money also. Um, did you see the fat purses hanging from their belts? I tried offering some singing lessons, but they just weren't taking it. I don't think they're trying to start a quartet. <laughs> can we follow where they go to? Yeah. That's what I'd like to do. They're heading towards the mountain, towards where the mines are. In this area, there's kind of a, a de facto mayor of the town. He's basically the uh, guy in charge of the company that opened the mine. They walk up and... They all kind of crowd around him, so you're at a distance from him. But he, his guards look through the baskets, tossing over the things, and they do a count, and they start handing out bags of silver to them. And then the men go off to uh, drink some of that money away, gamble it, things like that. Ladies, I think we found where we're going to make our money at. Wait a minute, this plan doesn't involve, like, the dressing and drag thing again? No. Okay, good. All right, no. are you so, sure? What are we I'm okay with that. Not this Wait, time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We'll save that as the backup plan. Awesome! Isn't that always the fact? Never mind. Just um, let me know. So, we want to go follow them into the bar, no, steal their purses, cut their throat. Oh, oh, you meant were handing, no, 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 no. handing the Oh, no, that, that right. Way, that Legitimate way. earning money by normal means and doing stuff and getting paid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, let's go check that we out. We can find that out first. Sure. Let's do that. Let's at least try this one first. Uh-huh. Yep. So, they were handing stuff to the mayor? No, they were basically dropping the box, the baskets off. The mayor was handing them the gold. I want to go up and talk to the mayor. He's. Uh, you walk up to him. The the crowd is kind of dispersed. He's talking to one of the uh, one of the mercenaries. Uh, he's an older guy with a gray speckled beard. Um, they're talking rather seriously, but not heated or anything like that. You walk up, just kind of stand there. They both look at you for a minute, finish their discussion, and then look back at you. No more work. What can what, what can I help you with? I see that many knoll heads have been brought to you. Well, yes. Is this, is this a continuing campaign of evil that must be slayed? I slain. Slayed. She's right. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what my friend here is trying to say is, do you really think those guys took care of the knoll problem? All of them? I don't think so. The uh, the leader stands forward and uh, looks you both. Or looks all three of you very slowly. Says, "You don't know anything about these creatures, do you?" <laughs> I have killed Noel in my day. They're what sca- do you know about them? They're scavengers. They just—they're uh, on their way somewhere. Uh, we just wanted to make sure they wouldn't come anywhere near the village. They've already felt uh, some of the strength and force that we have. We took out basically some of their perimeter guards and made sure that they left the other way. That's all you have to do. They're driven off, but 
poor town in their next path is probably doomed to die, but that's not our problem. Hey guys, we could go to the next town and protect them from the... Never mind. Well, how do you know they're not going to come back, though? Exact we... revenge. Because there's a wizard there. I'm pretty sure he can handle it. And if he can't, then the town's rich enough with uh, enough coin to pay any mercenaries over there to make sure that those gnolls are killed there, so... To the next town! No, Izzy, no, no, fine. not right now. Okay. Turn around. Come back here. I'll be honest, you guys look like you guys could handle yourselves. You probably could make the coin. They're a large group of gnolls. It's going to take them a good two days to make the one-day journey you guys could do. If you stay uh, if you stay to the south, keep off the roads that they're traveling, you should get ahead of them. If not, you know, be closely behind them by the time they reach there. You, they've got maybe half a day to a day's march ahead of you. But we're not going there. We've made our coin. Mm. So that's too much work for us. How very generous of you. <laughs> Look, we helped this town. At, at, a, at a discounted rate, I might add. I said you were being generous. With a bit of sarcasm thrown in there. What sarcasm? The like, anyway. Is, the town is that way. <laughs> Thank you for your kind words. So, now? Yeah? And thanks for the bar tub. He yes, has is no he? no idea now. what you're talking now. about. He just kind of ignores you and starts talking to the mayor. And... Can, we, well? can we finally get out of here? Let's go. Hey, Kratz, since you're the only one with any sort of sense of direction whatsoever, you want to lead the way? Let's do such a thing. So are you guys uh, doing any preparation or anything or just going to hit the road? I would imagine that being as broke as we are, we're probably traveling with everything we own. And everything we, we have is on our backs. Okay. Yep. Are you and... traveling it this night or are you going to wait till morning? I mean, you still have a lean-to that you can call home from. A hubble. Well, if they have a day and a half ahead of us, we may want to leave tonight. Sure, sleep when, sleep outside under the nice starry skies. What could possibly go wrong? Even at night, bright, starry, full moon. It actually doesn't take you guys long to find evidence of the passing of this band of, of gnolls. And it's just a trampled desolation. Uh, these grasslands and fields are flattened by this army passing through them. The 20, 30 heads or whatever that these guys might have taken, maybe put a dent in the size of this thing. So if this town is in these, the, the path of these things, you can almost smell the coin. So following this path, you know, you, first of all, you got to get off this, this part of the road and just yeah. kind of go outside of it. Several hours later, Dawn's beginning to show up but you're starting to see the red glow of dawn in the wrong place it's almost dead ahead of you instead of you know to the east where it should be hey Kroth remember that one time where I said that you had a really good sense of direction are you I sure do. we're going Those the right good way <laughs> I have an excellent sense of direction I'm just following the smell of money hey Izzy you want to write another song it should go like this we're going to kill some gnolls we're going to make lots of money and then we're going to swim in it but you just wrote it so then I don't have to well, you should put the music to go with it. You should write us a victory song for when we're rich. How about I wait until after we actually kill them? Just maybe, maybe. Let's... That's less fun. No? Okay. I'll work on it now. Okay. Now, it's about an hour later, you smell the smoke, and you can tell that this is a fire. We're going the right way. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the dawn of the glow of dawn you see. That's something burning, something very big burning, and hmm. a big burning burn. I point in that direction. Good. And go, fire. 
It no longer smells like money. Now it smells like death and terror. Should we still go check it out? Of course, that's where all the money will be at. He's got a good terror point. and distracted citizens. I love this plan. Let's go. <laughs> I don't, but, okay. As you get closer, you actually kind of crest a large hill. There's enough tree and shrubs and, and grasses to kind of conceal you to a certain extent. And you can see basically a wizard's tower completely engulfed in flames. You see a few straggling bands of gnolls escaping from the fire. Uh, you see people running from the town in the opposite direction. The gnolls aren't running after the people. They're kind of running away from it into towards the mountain areas. The fire itself is starting to catch and hit the village itself. And then you hear somebody scrambling up the hill below you. Uh, it sounds like a young boy and he's just kind of panting and, and kind of whimpering to himself as he climbs up this hill. I'm going to go down and help him. Okay. Yeah. He looks up at you. Oh, another one. No, up. no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're friends. We're the good friends. guys. We're friends. I think. Let me help you up. It's okay. And he'll talk like the other Goliath. There's another Goliath. There, there was. He he left. He left hours ago. I can't believe someone else beat us to the silver. Silver? Don't worry about it, kid. Just what are you running left, from, though? He they they he's not running. They just left. They were done. They they killed the gnolls and they left. Well, I oh, just someone gnolls. else already killed. Oh, no, there's more. But uh, I'm not sticking around here. But My master's gone, and the, the village is going to be burned your up. Your master? And... Wait, hold on. This Wait, is isn't that one a... of those, like, weird things from that one. Never mind. Um, I think he means that great and powerful wizard that was supposed to be protecting the city? Is that maybe? No, no. I don't remember yeah, mention of a wizard. So the wizard was your master? Yeah, and then I got turned into a dog, and then he died, and then I got turned back, so. Well, oh, he got better. congratulations on not being a dog. And the people that helped me killed the gnolls, and they ran, or they left. I mean, they're, they're moving well, on. who was helping They you? obviously didn't kill them all. No, they just killed enough. They needed to get out of the tower. It was on fire. It's who were these fire. shoddy adventurers? Uh, they should have finished the job. We was, need to finish the job. We will finish the job, but seriously, if we're contending with a competing bounty group here, I'd like to at least know who they are. I don't remember. Their, oh, there was a naked dwarf. His name, he said he was a chair. Okay. And then there was a Goliath, and then there was a lizardy thing. Chair dwarf. He's a dwarf. He called himself a chair. Really? Not only were we beaten here, but okay. we were beaten here by that? Maybe they were just on their way anyway. Okay, well, uh, congratulations on not being a dog and fleeing the city. You enjoy that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to go take care of the rest of your knoll problem. Scratches his ear rather frantically and says, thank you. Hey, if I throw a stick, do you think the kid would chase it? You should try it and find out. Try it and find out. I'm going to. Okay. Oh, and there she goes. And she picks up a stick and throws it in the direction of the boy. I want you to roll for that because I want to see if you accidentally hit him with it. (laughs) What do you want me to roll? Things like that. What do you want me to roll? Dexterity. Eleven. So you throw the stick and it kind of whizzes past him. He looks at it as it goes down on the ground, and he starts to move towards it, and then he shakes his head. No, not a dog, not a dog, not a dog, not a dog, Are you sure you don't want to bring it back? He looks back at you and just starts running. <laughs> he, he used to be really embarrassed when he was a dog. Everybody kicked him. Everybody kept kicking him, and he couldn't turn the doorknobs. Oh. It's a very frustrating existence when you're a dog. So is there some kind of, like, chair clan of naked dwarves that I don't know about? I'm familiar or... with them. Really? The chair the, dwarf? 
they're just absolutely crazy. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they have something to do with this town. Wait, well, like, obviously they have something to do with it. Like they here. set fire to the town? I don't know. But, but I wouldn't be surprised. So about these gnolls that there's a bounty on. I think that should be our first order of business. Find the crazy pillar pool that burns down wizard towers. <laughs> I don't have the ability to put out a fire. <laughs> yeah, so we'll go take care of the knoll problem and then help the poor, concerned, highly distracted citizens. It'll be great. Exactly. Don't shake your head at me. You disappoint me sometimes. I disappoint you all the time. I know. I should really be used to it by now. You really should. Mm. So, about these knolls. All right. Uh, you had seen them running towards the mountains, but they kind of disappear into them, so you're not sure if maybe they are hitting some sort of caverns, or they're climbing up into the mountains, or they just magically fold into the mountains, and boom, away they go. But that's the direction that they tend to go. Like I said, they were running away from the tower, even though the people were running in the opposite direction. They weren't chasing those people down, so hmm. it's probably likely that something scared them away. Also, go kind of dialing back to what that guy said before they are scavengers uh, you've fought gnolls before they don't tend to aggressively go after fighting that they don't think they can win they prey on people that are already dying or that they think should be dead maybe or something worse than that. maybe we could use the gnome as bait that's I, a possibility I don't I don't really like that plan. I think it's I'm just going to throw that plan. out there. I don't really like it. No, but it would no. be the perfect plan. No, but I mean, because, I, no, I listen, can... Like, you're going to be no, safe. You'll be fine. I, that that is a lie. I don't believe Graf that for one will second. Be absolutely, I will be able to absolutely protect have you. Have your back. It will be awesome. It's just like the fine. wizard was supposed to protect the whole town, and look at how that turned out. I am not a wizard. <laughs> I, I am a Goliath. Goliaths are way cooler than wizards. Everybody knows that. Also, gnolls only go after people that they perceive as smaller and weaker and bite-sized. So, but I am, and that's why I don't like this plan. Well, that's what makes you the perfect bait. Do you want to be a contributor to this team or not? Can I do it another way? You have to pull your weight somehow. You'll have your magic flute. I don't like this. It's going to be great. It'll be totally fine. I'll be on the other side, far away, with my throwing knives. Grath will be there with his... Be able to jump terrifying in with axe, axe ready to protect you. I'm gonna die. You're I'm not. Die. You're not gonna die. It'll be fine. We've totally gone. Through Remember what happened the last time you said that? Um, was it fine? I fixed you, and it was fine. I I I, I don't think I really have a choice in this, do I? Uh, nope. This no. is going to be a democratic adventuring party. We are going to vote on it. And all those in favor, say aye. 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 Oh. All those opposed. No. Yep, you're outvoted. Well, let's go. Okay, so you guys are looking at setting up your decoy. Gnome bait. It's a bad plan. It's an awesome plan. plan. Bad plan. Okay, so how are you guys going to do this? Okay, so we're going to go find where the gnolls are going. <laughs> the gnolls. The gnolls. We're going to find where the gnolls are going, and we're going to try and track them down and see where the most appropriate place for our gnome bait is. I think we need to first find out, well, are, are we going into the town? 
to find what they're running from. I thought we were killing gnolls first, but we can yeah, go no, in the let's town. do that. Let's go in the town. Let's do that first. Let's let's do something else first. Nope. You're not getting <laughs> Alright, let's go in the town. We can still oh, use her as bait. Yeah. She's always bait. Why not? It's not my fault you're bite-sized. It's not mine either. Don't it, give me that look. It's more of your fault. It's your parents' fault. Blame your parents. That's what I always do. So I think we first need to go into the town to find what they're running from. Rock and roll. Let's do that. Okay. Let's head into the fiery town. So you climb down the hill. Oh, kind of walk down the hill. Uh, Head towards the town. Uh, By the time you get to the town, it's a good portion of it is fully engulfed and inflamed. There's a few people still struggling, and you actually see a man in a dark robe kind of helping people, you know, gather their children and their belongings and stuff. Leave your valuables! Nothing's worth your lives! Uh, He looks up at you guys and then goes right back to helping them and pushing them out of the town and and calling out the people and making sure everything's... Especially gold. Early. Gold is really heavy. I want, I want to run over to him. Really heavy. And, and, and try Just to assist him. I see that he's trying to help people. Mm-hmm. So my, my need to want to help people Leave as well. Mm-hmm. Go over to him and be like, what can run. I help you with? We need to get all these people out of here. Quickly. Izzy goes over and just kind of mimics what he's doing. That way. That way. Apparently. That way. Go. We need to get all these people out of here. On the double. You four. You've got weapons. Patrol a town. See if there's any of these creatures left. I will go kill gnolls. Right. Let's make sure these citizens get to safety first without being burdened by their valuable belongings. We can protect them as they leave. Are you going to help or is she going to steal from people? I've seen your kind before. My kind? I'm offended, sir. I'm deeply offended. I'm so offended that I'm going to walk off in a huff. (sighs) I meant mercenaries, not half-bloods. I'll help. Okay. I am here to help. Who said we were mercenaries? We could be circus performers for all you know. Not with his axe. Maybe it's a Not prop. with my axe. <laughs> what about with my flute? Circus performer. Flute, purple hair, definitely part of the sideshow. Enough banter. Let's go. He he leads you actually deeper into the um, to the town with, towards where the fires are. Okay. It starts to get unbearably hot. He, he's sweating. You're sweating. He uh, hands you this... St- he hands you his staff. Hold this. And he, he gets down on the ground on his knees, and he pulls out a book, and he starts fumbling through the pages, and then he starts to mummer something. And it starts to get a little windier and cooler right where you're at, and you can see that the you know the wall of flames is actually blowing in the opposite direction now. Um, Search the area while I hold this. And uh, you still got the staff. He can't do both at the same time. He's holding the book in one hand. And, so, and at this point... He's just kind of holding the flames back. He's not pushing them back, so they're not completely engulfing the town. So uh, there's houses and things all over the place. Uh, Where do you go first? Start with the closest house and go in and make sure that there's nobody left in there. That house is empty. That house is empty. Are there any valuables just lying around out in plain sight? Are you with him or are you with her? I thought we were all together. No, we oh, we're staying. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. So, <laughs> like I said, are there any valuables? <laughs> so you're just moving from Later house to house? That going from house to house uh, okay. in the area that he's cleared out from the fires. Okay, the next house you actually see three small children kind of cut, uh, huddling in a corner. Quickly, small ones, come with me. They look at you and kind of crouch a little bit further. 
down like like they're afraid of you. Should have brought the gnome. <laughs> what kind of check can I do to make sure that they're not scared as much? Personality. <laughs> Personality. Uh, that looks like a D6. <laughs> right? A two. They uh they 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 kind of cuddle around each other and they don't even make eye contact with you, so they're not moving at this point. They're, Quickly, children! <laughs> you have, Quickly! You have two choices. Yell at them some more and see if that works, or just grab them and leave. Grab them. <laughs> so you pick up all three of them. I will snatch all the children. <laughs> they don't, they don't <laughs> snatch them all. So he grabs all three children. Out. You don't have to make a test for this or anything, because they're they're so they don't even see you coming. They, you just scoop all Swoop three of them up into my arms. Uh, you come back out to where the man in black is. He's on the ground. He's still murmuring to himself. He's sweats just pouring down his his face. He's. Um, I set the kids down and tell them to run towards where the towards where the women are. Where you guys are, you see you see him just kind of holding these children, and he just kind of pops them on the ground and tells them, "Yes, hurry!" And just run from him in terror and head towards you. He's <laughs> jumping and flailing her arms in the air. This way. Okay. Are you trying to maintain calm, or are you just pointing? <laughs> Mostly just pointing. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing? You're eyeballing everybody that's yeah, running. Yeah, a little bit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> roll, roll detection. <laughs> so, 17. We roll that, 10. And 7. 20. Uh, 20. <laughs> so, like, the second house is jackpot. <laughs> Her eyes go wide. <laughs> There's a chest, like a lockbox, that was uh, dropped um, at the door with some, uh, like, bundles of clothing and other things that was just kind of dropped at the doorway. A very ornate, very well-locked box. Did you see anyone in there? I'm still looking. There might be a cat or something. Oh, okay. Let me know. I'm going to check over there. Okay, yeah, you should take care of those three kids. Make sure they're okay. Calm them down a little. Make sure they're not too traumatized. I'm just gonna be really thorough in this house. Um, oh, okay. Well, I'll be here. That's and good. Just fire. stay out there. Just stay out there. It'll be fire. great. <laughs> okay, so what are you doing with this box? Uh, does the... How heavy does this box look? Uh, it's, a, it's almost the size of a shoe box. So it's more like a jewelry or coin chest. Okay. That that whole box is just going in, right into my back. Right into my backpack. Okay. <laughs> so just okay. kind of stuff it into the backpack. You're still, you drop the kids and you go running back yep. to another house. Nothing in the other next house. Nothing in the next house. Yeah. So the next few houses you check are empty. You see that the flames that were kind of pushed back are starting to come back towards you. Like like the spell that he's using is, is weakening. I go to the to the cloaked man and I just tell him, we need to leave. The flames have become too large. He holds up one of his, you know, he closes the book and holds up one hand for you to kind of help him up. Help him. Okay, you pull him up. He's just, he looks sunburnt. Ooh. Like, you know, the, the flames might have been held back, but he, he was cooking the whole time there. Back at your place. <laughs> also, I make sure there's no one in here on, you know, that's going to die. Yeah, there's nobody in there. Awesome. Uh, you checking the next house? Yeah. Roll search again. And I'm assuming these are kind of quick eyeball searches. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, eight plus seven, fifteen. No, nah, you didn't find anything in that one. And roll for the next one. Thirteen. Yeah. Nothing in that one either. As you exit that house, you see Karth bringing the man in black back towards where um, Izzy's at. She's actually doing a fairly good job of maintaining some 
order with all this and getting people ahead in the right direction. By the time you guys get up there, the man in black seems to be a lot more, to have regained some of his strength. I think we've done as much as we can do here. I want to make sure that the people all go in the right direction and don't wander off. You four, why are you here? Are you here to do something about the gnolls? I'm ready to slay the gnolls. We saw that the we saw that the town was on fire first. They attacked the wizard's tower. Some of the buildings were too close. Everything started going up in flames. The gnolls went towards the mountain. I think there's a small cave network there. They went there to hide. They wouldn't have attacked this town in force. They must have thought they were doing something else. And when the wizard fought back, they ran. They will regroup and come back. And when they do, no one who's left here will survive. I have to get all these people away. You keep the people safe, we will handle the gnolls. All right, agreed. As soon as I get everyone away, I'll see about coming back to help you. What is your name, sir? That's not important right now. You need to go. We have work to do. Okay. Okay. Grath, have I told you that you make the weirdest friends? A number of times. Right, so, gnolls? Gnolls. Gnolls! See, now you're excited. Oh, wait. No! No! Gnolls! You'll be fine. Lies! Great great job handling those kids, by the way. Really. Stellar. All right, let's go. Let's go. What did you... We'll discuss later. I made sure no one was getting burned up in those houses, just like Krath was doing. Uh-huh. Saving the important What if stuff. there had been a puppy in one of them? Burning puppies. Do you want that on your head? No. Then let me but do my job. Let's go kill some gnolls. Would have escaped. What if it was a blind puppy? Blind puppies can't escape from burning buildings. Izzy, think about the puppies. Izzy, she has a point. I don't think she does. I've got all sorts of points. I've got like 14 all points. Right, they just go. happen no, to be they, at let's... the other end of a knife. Okay, so gnolls, we're going.
it's pretty plain the direction you need to go. You start heading in that direction. There's not a lot of cover or anything. It's all pretty open land. A few trees here and there, but otherwise it's almost a straight shot uh, towards that cave system. So uh, how do you guys want to approach that? Full force. So you just kick in the door. Absolutely the not. Graf, Graf, what is always our plan? I sneak up, I check it out, we get a battle plan together, then we use the gnome for bait. Agreed. No, you're right. All right. Why would we ever mess with a system that works so well? I'm just excited to use my axe. And I'm excited for you to use your axe as well, especially at 20 silver ahead. So let's- Please use um, your axe. You guys hang out. Gonna sneak up there, check it out, see what's going on, maybe get a head count. Head count's very important. Don't forget to leave their heads intact, because that's how we collect the bounty. Right, so um, I'm going to sneak up there and do some reconnaissance. Okay, roll stealth. Five. 11 plus 5, 16. Oh, yeah, they have no idea you're coming. <laughs> Very sneaky. Stupid moles. Stealth, 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 stealth. Any. With cat light <laughs> Any attempt they might have had to detect you by scent is washed away by the smoke and burning stuff, so at this point, it's just seeing or hearing you guys. Uh, you uh, come up to the ta- cave using you know boulders and debris and stuff as cover, and you're actually able to slip into the cave itself. You actually follow down for quite a little ways, like about 40, 50 feet into it, before you see your first signs of any of the And it's actually one of them is kind of crawling, dying, barely holding its guts in. And it's just kind of pulling itself along by one hand. And as you get closer up to it, it just collapses and... But you're heading in the right direction. I make sure it's dead. It's dead. Awesome. I keep going. <laughs> okay. Roll another stealth check. Seven plus five. Twelve. You keep moving further down into the uh, cave, and you come to a part of the cave that's kind of glowing from torchlight. Mm-hmm. And you see... You see eight of the gnolls. They're, they're, they're barking and making their old noises um, at a central uh, figure. It, this is the only one that's not armed. And it's walking by each one, putting its claw on their shoulders and doing something, and they seem to get a little bit more energetic and lively. Oh yeah, this is gonna end well for everyone. So, mm-hmm. But this seems to be the group. Um, talk to me about the surrounding area. They've got torches on the walls. Any They're more weak like... looking spots in the cave? Anything like that? <laughs> Roll a detection <laughs> test. The torches are obvious. Uh, it's basically just uh, debris that's burning. Can I add anything in with my engineering? Uh, my detection is 14. There's no weak points in the, the uh, cave. There's a lot of like I said, uh, you know, instead of having torches, they got like these little mini campfires, kind of just a bunch of junk piled together. It does create a whole lot of shadow and light all over the place, giving you guys plenty of room to kind of set up a nice little ambush. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing like environmental that you'll be able to use to your advantage. Oh, yeah. Krath's going to have fun with this one. Once I have everything kind of surveyed out, figure out where the best place to set up the ambush would be, I'll make my way back out, join mm-hmm. Krath and Izzy. She's back out? She kind of walks out. She doesn't even use cover at this point. She doesn't have to. Yeah, they're like 40 feet 
into the cave. They've got a little area set up. There's a bunch of mini campfires set up in there. There's actually a really sweet spot for an ambush to set up, but there's nothing I can really rig up as a trap. However, there's eight of them, and one of them is some kind of healer guy thing. Hmm, hmm good to know. Yeah. There's one free one, because I found a dead one on my way in. So... Izzy, do you want to do the little girl lost routine, or do you want to do the confused uh, lost adventurer gnome routine? Because I think if you just wander in there and distract them while Krath and I set up the ambush, it'll be fine. Are you asking me which one I want to do? Because I really don't want to do either one. Which one would you rather do? Because you're doing one of them. I know. Those are your two best routines. I know. Um, how about lost little villager? All right. I guess. Love that we'll one. Do that. It's always a good one. <laughs> okay. I'll just Okay. Alright, smudge it up, look like an urchin, put some dirt on your face. And she grabs some of the dirt and <laughs> smudges it on her face. Can, can Maybe get... kind of like wrinkles her clothes a little bit. Can we get some tears going? I think I can do that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly acted out so much as I'm going to die, so I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, she's not actually acting those tears. It's just, she's, there are tears coming. She's Izzy, you are so good at this. Thanks. <laughs> so you guys, um, uh, how, 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 now how do you do this? Once she's in there and close enough, she's mm. going to want to start singing. Mm. She's going to want to start confusing people. Okay. Once I'm in there and close enough. Okay. After you've made your grand crying girl entrance, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'll come in crying. Whimpering. Okay. We are figuring the plan is that she's going to go in there and draw them out, right? Well, she'll distract them while we set up kind of in and around and we can flank them that way. Okay. Alright. Just making am sure I, I understand what you're Flanking doing. is important. What what our game plan is going into that. Yes, awesome. please. Please let's figure that out. You'll be fine. So are you guys coming in with me or No, you go in first. And then I bring them out here. No, no, no. You'll go in to their camp area, wander in with your little crying little girl routine, probably confuse them. Then you can start with your, your magic flute stuff. Krath will sneak around on the other side, so we're flanking them. We'll rush in from both sides. You'll be totally safe the whole time. The whole time. Roll charisma. I, I, <laughs> I don't know about that. We're going to see how well you don't know about that in a minute. Okay, rule, rules question. So it says 14 and then 4 and then D10. Just roll okay. D10. Okay, fabulous. Unless you have a persuasion skill. She doesn't believe you at all. <laughs> She sees right through you. Doing it anyway. (laughs) Might be better for her to draw them out, to have them chase her out, and then I can be outside, ready to swing my axe upon them. And then we're channeling them one by one out the caves. I like that. That's good. We funnel them through where their numbers count for nothing. Exactly. (laughs) All right, get in there, Izzy. We'll be right out here waiting for you. As long as I get back out here. You'll be fine. If you're not back and like... Do you see how short my legs are? They don't carry me very far very fast. I'm just saying. This is why I wasn't going to let her lean it out. Because now she's got to go in that cave all by herself. I can go in there with her then. Let's modify this plan. That defeats the purpose. We had a good plan. Let's stick to the original plan. (laughs) Look, I'm the brains. You're the brains. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ron, and she's the bait. We have a good dynamic here. Let's it's, not mess with it. It's not a good dynamic. It's a great dynamic. All right. Go in the cave. So. Uh, Go. We'll be right behind you. Okay. And she just starts walking in. <laughs> so. <laughs> Izzy walks in her little gnome feet kind of shuffling shuffling awkwardly. um... That's great. Keep going. I don't like this. As you get further and further in, you start to hear the distant sounds of the the gnolls. And it gets louder. You keep moving forward. There's some barking. There's some growling. There's some barking. And then they all get really loud and then they stop. And you are not. Stop. What do I see? Do I see anything? You see the, 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 the reddish glow of their fires, and it's gotten pretty bright. If you had continued around, you probably would have turned the corner and saw them. As, as it is, you can hear a couple of them heading towards you. Start back. the fires? Don't confuse them. Poke my head around the corner. There's what you, when you poke your head around the rock, there's another, there's a knoll actually poking its head around the rock <laughs> at the same time. You guys are muzzle to muzzle. <laughs> 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 it kind of does the same thing, but in a more no-like way. It, it bounces back almost on all fours, and it kind of drops its axe. And then it realizes that you know, you're just a little gnome. And it picks up its axe, and it starts running towards you. And it's barking the whole time. I'm out! <laughs> all right, Graf, that's our cue. Head in there. Uh, At this point. She's running. You know, her back arched, full tilt, just <laughs> running. And there's this... The knoll is is running on all fours. Battle axe just, you know, barking loudly. And it's bouncing from rock to rock, just trying to chase her down. She just manages to keep ahead of it just by a few feet. Um, and too I want close, too close! Krath runs full bore into the cave. Okay. To meet with this knoll. How are you meeting it? With my axe. <laughs> okay, yes. So you're going to make, uh, basically, it's charging. You're charging. You're going to charge into each other. That's it. I'm okay. I'm charging with a swing. Okay. Uh, it's bouncing. It's bouncing. It, its eyes are just 
fixated on Izzy when it looks up and sees your axe coming, and it actually tries to stop. It puts its paws out in front of it, and it kind of drops its axe, and it just <laughs> is your axe. Wily coming. coyote, that breaks squealing. Hit it. Thirteen. Uh, yeah, it... I swing with a thirteen. Okay, roll the damage. I have a total of nine. Plus three. Roll, and then plus six, and then that gives a plus three also, so that's a nine total. Yeah, because you're charging okay. at it. So, and you're using it two-handed? No, I'm using I'm using one-handed. Because you got your shield. It's like I'm a shield. Okay. So you charge up there, almost, you know, underhand hit this thing, and bam. Loud. Loud crunch. It doesn't, it just hits the ground. It's a huge, just broken gash in its chest. It's done. It's not even whimpering. It's just, it's over. You hear the growls and howls of the other seven heading straight towards you guys. And I scream back. Yeah, that's inviting. They are rushing in. Where are you at? I am stealthing through the shadows and the caves and gonna go and get around behind them. Okay, you're sneaking through the rocks, so roll, and what are you doing? You just ran past him. Are you just still running? Um, now that, now that that one that is chasing me is dead, I'm gonna try to take cover and sing from wherever looks safe. Okay. I've got a 13 on my stealth. Okay. A group of three of them charge forward and they're heading straight for you when they just kind of stop. You can hear singing probably from Izzy, they all, they kind of fan out around you, but they're also looking around at the rocks because all they hear is like the singing bouncing all around. Roll the spellcasting and the effect cast for your, um, what are you doing? I'm going to attack one of them, the, the, the okay. closest one ah, in front of me. Uh, 13 actually. Uh, roll effect. 14. So you're covered on, on two sides, kind of formed a, like a perimeter around you. Okay. So you've got the largest one, and he's got a big... It's not even really a club so much as a makeshift club with a bunch of just stuff bored into it, nails and spikes and stuff. It, it, but it's huge. It's um, it's like a log, like a miniature log. It's just kind of holding in two hands. And it's just kind of huffing and puffing at you, and, and it uses both you know, his eyes. He just looks back and forth at the other two, waiting for them to move. And they're just kind of fanning out around your side. As far as they're concerned, you're the only thing in this room. You're the only thing. Yeah. You're the only opponent. Game. No idea that the other two even exist. That's it. Thank God. Although the the singing is weird, and the other two are more affected by this. They they kind of like keep looking around, like where's this coming from? I I will strafe to my left and attack the one on on my left side. Okay. And swing at him. Okay. Roll your attack. That's going to be a 12. He raises his shield. It's Again, it's just a piece of debris, really, that he, it's using as a shield. He raises it up. You get underneath it, but you hit him square in his, you know, what counts for armor on these things. Okay. Uh, roll damage. 17. 17 damage. You're not even giving these guys a chance. <laughs> the armor splits open. The axe wedges itself a good two inches into its side. It drops its shield. It pulls itself away from your attack and stumbles back, hits the ground, and it's just kind of lying on the ground just holding its guts in. So yeah, it, this one's not even a threat anymore. This fight's over. Fantastic. What are you doing? Uh? Alright, after I can uh, 
I'm gonna get around to the back and try and find that cleric. Or it's gonna be further down healer. into the tunnels. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna keep sneaking my way along. Okay, roll roll that again. Yeah, because you're not having any trouble with these three. Twelve to my stealth. Twelve to your stealth. Okay. Yeah, you're all in the clear. Awesome. Um, <laughs> even though, they, I mean, they're completely aware somebody's in there. They're expecting you to sneak up, but the music is just driving them apeshit. They have no <laughs> idea what to do. Why are the walls singing? <laughs> now you're only faced with two of them. The big one kind of looks over the other one and, and actually snaps at the other one. And the other one looks at it, looks at you and looks at it, and then just charges at you. Bring it. Oh, he's bringing it. Oh. <laughs> All right, roll to block. One. Oh man, but that's a plus fourteen, so. Ah, uh, it's a one. It's oh, a failure, and man. I and I rolled Mom, a two. Damn. Uh, what's your armor class? Seven. Okay, yeah, it definitely hits your armor. What's the protection rating on the armor? Eight. Okay, so you're gonna take five points of damage. He hits you square in the chest with uh, what it looks like kind of a, a spear. And he stabs at it forward, and you miss the block with your shield because you had just killed this other knoll. And you had turned around to get hit by this thing as you saw them looking at each other. So he gets you, but it doesn't go all the way through the armor. It okay. just hurts a bit. You uh, have no chance to retaliate because the other one is coming in right on top of that guy. He was the distraction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... You can block this one. It's an 18. This time you have no trouble. That big, ugly club of his crashes down onto that shield, and you just bat it to the side. Uh, and you have your chance to attack. You get down the tunnel, and there's still four of them in there, including the, the one that was doing all the healing. The uh, other three are have got their weapons, and they've got a perimeter surrounding that one, and it's kind of cowering back against the rocks. So it's back against the rocks, and the other ones are kind of protecting it. Mm-hmm. They've scattered some of the, the flaming debris to kind uh-huh. of create a ring around them. So they're not entirely stupid. They're just not smart. But that's what you've got to deal with. Do they look like they have any sort of throwing weapons? No. Awesome. You count take them. Advantage of that? Count knives. Count them. All right, let's do this. Okay, go ahead and roll a throwing weapon attack. Uh, just pick one of your daggers. It should have the throwing weapons attack yeah. on there. Do you roll your attack? Oh, I have not yet. Oh, that's a one. Oh. That's a one. So you pull out the dagger and you go to throw it and you drop it and it clangs and all four of them just and they look dead <laughs> at you. And you're just kind of standing there without a dagger in your hand, just like, <laughs> To swing at him, attacking. And the plus four is just for damage, not for attack. I got a 16. You got blocked. Ooh. Which one were you attacking? Whichever one was right in front of me. They're they're both right on top oh, of well, you. Oh, there was... The one that hit you with a spear, and there's the one that you blocked. I want the spear one. Taking out the oh, minions first. Yeah, you hit him. Just yeah, I, want, I take out. I take out minions first. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. I always had a good roll on minion. So Twenty-one damage. Twenty-one damage. With okay. The roll plus the six plus the four from the axe. To recap this from the beginning, you turned around. They looked at each other. The little one charged you, hit you with the spear because you missed the block. But then the other big one came up, and you managed to get your shield up in time. Drop the shield, swing the axe around, take off the little one's head, and turn around to f- one complete circle to turn around and face the big one. 
who's taken a step back after bouncing his weapon off of your shield and just glares at you. And I glare back at him. This is going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> I hope this is the biggest guy they have and I'm ready to take him down. So you, you, you took out this dagger. You go to throw it. For some reason, you drop it. <laughs> and they, they look dead at you. Vulture America on Kanish. They, they don't speak whatever that was, and they just, two of them charge towards you. Time to run. Okay. So, <laughs> and you're still singing. I'm still singing my confusing null song. Okay. Are you just running, or are you running to hide? Running straight back towards Graf. Okay. You're running back. You're, the distance is not hard mm-hmm. to close, running full tilt. Yeah. Uh, you see two dead gnolls, and you see Graf standing they're they're kind of like eyeing each other moving kind of side to side side to side somebody's about to get hit hard Grath I'm bringing you some presents wonderful uh, and that's when he strikes that's when he strikes and just misses utterly oh I don't even need to roll for blocking <laughs> that one roll for sounds block. good to me he, it's like he swings and he just miss he's confused he just missed the distance by like three or four inches but he was an, you, you saw the thing go right in front of your face and you're like what is he doing? <laughs> Can I retaliate with my own attack? Oh, yeah. Twice. Ah! Because he's off footing. I missed that one. <laughs> so, they both whiff. <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, you lost your ability to That's attack fine. a second We're time. We're super there. awesome at this fight. <laughs> the Anol, you're running towards him still. There's two following you. The other one's still engaged with him. You're kind of... It's in between you two, so I don't mm-hmm. know. Where do you want to go now? I'm going to try and run kind of... You know what? I'm just going to wing a knife into the one that's attacking Graf. Graf, Noel, you running. Three other ones following. No, two, because one had to stay back. Following you. You're running this way, and you throw a knife in his back? Oh, yeah. Hit it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, That is 11 plus 4, 15. Dead hit. Uh, Roll damage. Uh, Oh, three, but still. It's three. It's three damage right to the back of its back. So, yeah, the dagger hits him. He stumbles towards you a little bit and looks back at her instinctively. Don't do it. Much better. He's Uh, not even going to block this because he has no... He he looked at her. (laughs) Teamwork. That's going to be 11. Okay. It's definitely armor defeating, and it's going to give you an extra two points of damage. You kind of clumsily take your axe and stuff it into his stomach and just draw it out. That's fine. And then she runs, I guess you keep running? Oh yeah, I just keep running. She runs right past you and there's two more coming right at you. <laughs> That's fine. Brought you something. No problem, Trix. The first, the first one charges you with its spear. Are you going to block, dodge, parry? Let me try parrying. Okay, that's going to be, that stat is going to be on your axe. How about a 14? So it's charging for you. You've just pulled this axe out of the knoll that you killed. And you just bat the uh, spear to the side. It kind of keeps going a couple feet behind you. And then the other one's still coming towards you. Uh, but it's stopping. It's not charging you. So now you've got two different people to mess with here. You still running? Uh, no, I'll stop, turn around, and then get ready to throw some more knives. You're standing. If you're looking dead at him, mm-hmm. 
the one that just ran past him is kind of at his 7 o'clock. And the other one's kind of at his 11 o'clock. Now, if you miss, if you throw a knife at this one and it can randomly go badly, you could wind up hitting him. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to wing one at the guy at his 7 o'clock. Okay. Toss it. 13. You missed. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> Roll damage. Wait, him who? The other knoll or crap? Crap. Ah, I'll fix ah, it later. Crap. Uh, that would be four. Yeah, it, bounce, it hits his armor and bounces off of him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Man, I am off today. <laughs> so a dagger just hit you in your back, but you don't really know it was a dagger. Just something kind of bounced off. Could have been a rock. Could have been anything. It didn't even hurt. You just kind of heard a ding. But there's a, <laughs> a, a null still in front of you, and there's the one that just ran behind you. So you've got kind of two different opportunities here. You can hit the one that's facing you, or you can just hit the one in the back that just kind of walked past you. I'm going to go for the one that just went past me. Okay, so you're swinging the axe into its back. It's going to try to defend. It's going to be a 14. Damn it. So is that a hit? Yeah, that's a hit. 15 damage. And it drops. Crush the spinal column. Yeah, it's, yeah, you've got, you're buried your axe into its collarbone. It's wedged in there to the point where you probably, if you had just put a little bit more ump to it, you could have taken out that whole part of his body. Mm. I remember that for next time. The other one looks at you, steps back a few feet kind of still confused about the ringing music stuff going on <laughs> and just starts running back into the cave. Shall we follow them? I believe so. Keep it up, Izzy. Izzy's following and singing. Okay. Let's follow them further into their home. So you make it to basically the back end of the cave. There's a smaller knoll. doesn't have any weapons hiding back against the cave wall. And then there's the two with the spears. The, uh, the, the one that ran back is yepping and barking together with the spear and it's kind of pulling it out of the, the ring of fire and it looks up and they both see you howl and charge at you at the same time the other one that's against the wall it starts to do something and its hands start glowing and it starts conjuring we've got bad magics happening remember me Kanish this time I brought my friends and I throw a knife at the cleric okay go ahead roll it 12 you miss, but you miss it when it hits the wall behind it. The cleric kind of jerks to the side, and whatever it was doing with his hands, it just kind of pops, and it just kind of flashes in front of its face, and it lets have a yelp, and it's just kind of brushing its paw against his face, like it can't, like it's like it's trying to put out a fire or something. It's just kind of constantly nice. patting its face. The other two kind of circle around. Giving you guys a wide berth, knowing at some point they're going to have to fight you. Not exactly sure how or why they want to do this. So we've got one on, I've got one on the left, one on the right, mm-hmm. and there's the one on the back wall. I'm going to go for the law of left. Okay. So are you charging it or just moving towards it? How, like, is it is it enough space between me and it Yeah, you got to, to charge at 15 it. feet, yeah. Yeah, charge at it. Okay. Axe on high. Okay, you charge. Uh, it turns and starts running away from you. It's running it makes towards it the back. Makes it easier to put my axe into its back. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll it. You catch up to it. It doesn't have the long legs you do, so. Well, this is a 16 to hit it. Yeah, Nine you plus hit it. It's like it's trying to dodge. It's just it's yelping and running. <laughs> okay, so the damage for it. 
23 damage into its backbone. When his axe comes down onto this knoll, it comes from the top right portion of its shoulder and comes out at the left hip. And it almost, it, it's not like it gets split down the middle. It's an axe. It's, what it did is it carved this huge chunk into it so that if you were to push on both shoulder blades, it almost fold in on itself. And it, it hits Beautiful. the ground nice. with a shredded back. Then you get hit from the side. <sighs> Nobody was paying attention to the other one. No. It hits your armor and it does five points of damage. So whatever your protection rating is, five minus whatever that is. Protection rating is eight. Okay, so you took no damage. You just hit, got hit by this thing. So it hits you and it hits your armor and it, you can feel the force of it and you're surprised by this, but it doesn't hurt. And it hits you and takes a few steps back and then it goes to hit you again. But you've got an attack on it if you want to make it first. Of course I do. I will swing my mighty axe. And then you can make your um, attack roll on the shaman who is again trying to cast its spell. That's a one. And Seriously? she drops a the she pulls dice out are the dagger. trying to kill me. She pulls a dagger out and drops it. It's almost Matt. better to just like take out your stiletto. <laughs> just move in for the kill. It Matt. starts doing that thing with um, its hands again. It starts glowing. I rolled a 14 to attack. So yeah, you hit it and you defeated its armor class. Damage. 22. So eight. this is another one where eight you... plus four plus six plus four. <laughs> So you take that axe, you swing it up at, you know, you've already just cleft this guy and you bring it back up after it hits you and you just, again, another head hits the ground. The body stays there for a couple seconds before it slumps to its knees and then folds back on itself. Uh, I would like to say none of this would be possible without a wonderful song being sung. Yeah. <laughs> to distract these gnolls. I'm a distraction. Look over here. But don't. I know. Roll toughness. Right now, it's a six, unless I have anything that I add to it. But okay. rolling is just a six. Okay. Uh, roll your toughness. And I'm assuming you're still kind of hiding in the corner. Come on! Ooh. You guys kind of look up at each other as a big ball of flashing light explodes in front of your eyes. You're blinded by it. Um, Would you say we were blinded, blinded by, by the, the light? light? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you thought you were going to be the only one making terrible jokes. Oh, no. How silly. You you see the light go off, but it's you it's it's beyond your vision. They were looking dead at this ball of energy that just kind of exploded in front of their faces. And you see the, sh the, the, the cleric, Noel, starting to run past um, them to get out. <sighs> All right, I guess I gotta do something. Come on, Izzy. <laughs> You've got this. <laughs> what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try. Do they look like they they can make it back if I slow them down? I mean, what it's, what condition oh. are they in? Oh, they're just kind of like just closing, just like blinding flash of light. Like if you just, like somebody just popped the flashbang off or something, they're just covering you know their eyes they're not screaming or blinded by the light just like a flash on an iphone yeah, they're camera. shouting at each other loudly extremely loudly because they can't yeah. pinpoint where they are and every time I they say that i can't see yeah but this thing it's an unarmed small knoll running past you know running in your direction not towards you it's just going to run past you to past, get out right because it doesn't see me but 
So, so gnome bait here is going to. <laughs> I'm glad you embraced your role in the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have my rapier, but I don't think it's going to be super effective. I'm going to jump out in front as he's running by and try to trip the null cleric because I'm not very bright, apparently. <laughs> okay. I think you said awesome wrong. <laughs> Okay, so uh, roll an attack. Nine. You, you tripped it. Yes! Yeah! Oh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. hits the ground. It hits no the ground. for the win! <laughs> no, no. I still have an angry null cleric right there now. It's on the ground. It's it, and it, you, you, it's trying to skirt, like, it, it spins itself onto its back. And it's using its the palms of its hands and its feet to kind of scurry away from you. Just this, like, dread on its face. Okay. That's when I take my rapier and not not stabby stabby, but through the front paw. She, she's using a, a hand gesture as if you were, like, to take a butcher knife or something. And you hold it with just, the blade yes. down and you were going to stab it onto the carving board. Like, That's the into action the ground. she's taking with her rapier. Ra- with her rapier. Yes. <laughs> Through the hand to the ground. Roll damage. It, it, there's not even an attack to be had here because it can't defend. It's just got its hands in front of its face. Like, like, not in the face, not in the face. It only has one. Okay. Yeah, the um, other one it's using to try and scurry back. 20 in first. That's a d- Okay. 20 in first. Yeah. Ah. Three. Show them the business. Three plus. Two. Five. Five. Do it again. Every time this thing hits Six me. plus two, eight. So she stabs it the first time and it howls, and she stabs the second time and it howls, and then its eyes close. Are you, do you keep stabbing it? How often are you stabbing? How many times are you stabbing it? She keeps stabbing as it. As long as it's not coming up at me. She's not exactly sure when it's not trying to get up anymore, so she stabs it a good couple more times. It's not doing anything. And then uh, you guys can start to make out Grim, sh- you know, dim shapes and stuff. And guys, I can use your help over here. Just follow my voice, please. Bring your axe. I can't see. You can kind of just, you just can, start you swinging. Can start I'm to... low enough to the ground. You're probably not gonna hit me. <laughs> can I move over in the direction of where yeah, she is? Yeah, and you can okay. start. To, you can make out her shape. She's stabbing something on the ground brutally. He's just going to keep yelling. I want want to go up and see what is it that she's stabbing. What is it that Izzy is stabbing? It's the corpse of the the cleric. (laughs) I smile and I pat her on the head. So I can can stop now? I think it's dead. You killed the leader. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys do now? Heads. Take the heads. Okay, search so you for, start search for loot. Cry in okay, the corner. So as you go to start taking, take crying is a free action. So is wetting your pants. What's your spot? Your spot level? I'll tell you what. I will start collecting the heads since I have the axe um, to chop them with. You hear someone coming down the cave from the entrance. Is he hides? We are about <laughs> to have company. I ready my axe. So you're standing I guard hide. in the cave tunnel. What whatever's coming down there, I'm ready for it. Uh, you can. Roll. You hear as you hear it coming. It's, it's obviously it's one person. Uh, you actually hear the wood, uh, like a wooden thing hitting the ground as well, like a like a staff or something, just Watch like hitting. Yeah. Ah, I still ready my axe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the man in black rounds the corner and sees you guys standing over. I don't hit him. 
Oh, look, it's your strange friend. The townsfolk are safe. Did you finish this? I yes, just, I did. I, I, I slowly gesture my arm out into the cave opening <laughs> so that he can see the wonderful pattern of blood splatter all across. And the lovely pyramid of heads that yes. we built. Like. <laughs> so that's it. They're all dead. All yeah. that we saw. What about the shaman? Is it still alive? Hold up his head. Hold this. I killed the shaman. All right. Um. Here, hold my staff. Is that Let a me bad hand you thing? the staff. No, it's expected. It just makes things a little more difficult. Why? You're uh, not gonna like this. Just leave it down on the ground. He puts both hands on the chest of the Noel shaman, and he just closes his eyes and he starts chanting. This goes on for a while. Whoa, whoa. Because I'm still taking the head. He's still chanting. Because <laughs> he just takes a few steps back. The Noel barks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He keeps one hand on it. He's like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, he's, I uh, can't get up. It's not strong enough. I just need to ask it some questions. He puts his other hand on the throat of the knoll and starts to say something else. His hand starts to glow, and then the knoll actually just starts speaking in common. Why? Man Black looks at him, looks at you guys, and I have questions. Do you four have questions before I get started? No. Crath, your friends are really weird. They're not my friends. No, go ahead. Keep uh, talking to the dead knoll. <laughs> He asked the knoll, Why did you come here? The wizard was too strong. It makes no sense. Why did you bring your clan here? The knoll spits out some blood and just says, The world enders came. They are here. We come to where the carnage goes. We came to reap. Once they would burn down the town, we saw that they would burn down the town. We see that they will burn Tolay. We will just take, we'll pick the bones from the, from the burning wreckage. And we will be stronger. The man in black looks up at you guys. Have you heard of that? Tolay? Isn't that like a town or city or something? I'm pretty sure I've been run out of there. At least once. I've heard the name. I've never been there. The man in black actually pushes down and grabs the the, uh, the Noel's throat and kind of chokes it. He's he's fuming. He's, he, the man in black just looks horribly angry. What do you want with Tole? Why Tole? The uh, Noel just starts coughing up blood. It's like uncontrollably just coughing blood. It's oh, just terribly on. miserable. It finally manages to get out. All the clans gather. A big corpse. Lots of bones to pick. They will all be there. The town will burn and we will pick its bones clean. Hmm. So stay out of Tole. Got it. Um... So, world enders? I mean, considering that it, it, it says world in that sentence, it's a little relevant to my interests. I need to find why the world enders would have come here. It just, it makes no sense. It's an old prophecy, but why here? Uh, we need to find the books. Uh, there's books. Did you see any books? We haven't finished looking through the cave yet. One of the gnolls would have found the book. Again, he, he chokes the um, the gnoll again. Start looking through their stuff for books. I'll start looking. I'll go with you. Are there any left? Is this the last of you? And he chokes out one more, and then he just it finally expires again. Yes, that'll be the one with the books. If they haven't found the books, they'll find it for us. These gnolls are scavengers. This is why I needed a shaman. The shamans can predict when bad things are going to happen. That's why the clans keep migrating. They go to where something bad is going to happen. They came here knowing that the tower in this town was going to burn. They came to rape the town. 
because they knew it was already going to be a corpse when they got here. But in this case, it turns out, they were all part of the reason it burned down in the first place. And the next big place, from what he's telling me, is Tole. The world's enders, um, it's a prophecy that some, that some people would come from another world and destroy all other worlds. That's not any better. Might be worse. Yeah, sounds worse. It's a common misconception. It's not world enders. It's world's enders. Well, how can we stop this? Yeah, how can we stop this? The only way to stop it would have been to stop them from actually coming here, but that's, uh, not an option anymore. If the clans are heading to Tole, then the world's enders are going to be headed there as well. The town's going to go up in flames. So that must be where they're headed. So we have to head to Tole. We have to head to Tole. I don't suppose you could tell us who these world enders are, what they look like. They're the ones that left the tower. Wait, whoa, whoa, like naked dwarf chair guy? Dwarf chair, yes. Dwarf chair. Oh, no. The world's enders were here. They were in the wizard's tower. And the gnolls came. And something happened and it all burned down. So now that the gnolls are sniffing towards Tole, they must already be on their way there. Kraft, didn't you say that you've run into them before? I have. Your friends are really weird. They're not my friends. So you know these people. I've yes. I've dealt with them before. But do you know how to stop them? Because that might come in handy. Well, we have to find them first. Look, I can do some work. I can try to find the books that would have been in that wizard's tower. These wizards are called travelers. They can actually... They can actually... Well, it's complicated. But they have books on the prophecy of the world's enders. On the people that travel between dimensions. If the gnolls have these books, then I can figure out how they got here. Maybe how to send them back. If they're not in this world anymore, or dead, then they can't end the worlds. Well, then we need to stop them. Well, you four are going to have to be the muscle behind that. I can't do that. Hey, Krath, what do you think the bounty is on saving the world? (laughs) How about you get to keep living in it? I'm okay with that. There's got to be some kind of reward. Grateful citizens, come on, think about it. I'm sure there will be. Let's save the world first. Let's save the world! It should be about several weeks before you can reach the nearest coastline and make it to Tole. I can meet you there. Inside or outside, that won't be a problem. Meet with the guard, the mayor, the magistrate, someone who controls that city. You have to let them know. Let them know the gnolls will be attacking. Let them know the town will be engulfed in flames. If, uh, that can even be explained without them looking at you crazy. Because people don't look at us like we're crazy already. Well, if this town is going to have a naked dwarf and another goliath and a lizard person, if those three people are the same ones that arrive in that town, then... I'm pretty sure you guys will be tame by comparison. Well, let us get... Let's get all of our spoils together. Spoils? No, the heads. We gotta go collect the bounty on these heads. I'll give you coin if you need coin, but we don't have time for spoils. You should have said that in the first place. Of course we'll do what you want. How much coin are we talking? Just... Just get to Tole. I'll bring you coin when I meet you there. You won't need coin on the road anyway. I mean... Don't you have money? Uh, no. Remember that mining town? The one that was supposed to be super awesome? I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm sure you probably took advantage of something when you were there. I didn't. Um, We could use coin now. Let's... Yeah, no, seriously, we gotta... We gotta go get some money or we're not gonna make it to Tole. (laughs) Look, I've got about ten gold pieces. 
That's a decent chunk of change. That, that should do you. If we're going to go save the world, we're going to need a little bit more help. Oh, really? Oh, what no. You are not talking about... What kind of help are you talking yes. about? Yes. Seriously? Yes. Seriously? Yes. Wait. Do you know mean? how many, like, brain showers I have to take every time he looks at me? So, so we'll, right. really? We'll pick him up. So it's agreed. We'll see each other in Tole. Tole it is. Yep. Be careful. And don't kill any gnolls on the way out. I'm gonna need one to see about finding those books. Okay, no more killing of gnolls to Tole. You guys leave the cave. Relatrix and Kraft both seem to know where this town is at, so they lead the way, the uh, bait following them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you guys... Uh, find a road, quite likely the same road that the world's enders had also traveled, leaving the burning rubble of the tower in the town behind you. Alright, Relatrix, what'd you find? Um... Come on, we know. Just out with it. I don't know yet. I Is it shiny? I haven't taken it out Is it shiny? It. The sack looks a little bit heavier than before. Just a bit. Well, it was gonna burn anyway and it was really pretty, so I just kind of grabbed it. I mean, you know, it was that or it gets burned up in a fire. Hold on. I reach down into my pack and I take out this ornate box about the size of a shoebox. About this lock. <laughs> so I'm going to roll my sleight of hand to pick this lock. Uh, 11 plus 5 is 16. You start to work the lock and it clicks and you lift up the lid. Are you just opening it or are you going to do anything else? Or? I'm very carefully opening the lid. You're very carefully expecting opening a trap. the lid. Away from you? Rich people are tricksy. <laughs> <laughs> so you open up the lid very slowly, and inside is a black velvet bag. See, it's just a little bag of stuff as I kind of put it in my backpack. It's totally fine. So you guys want to hear a song? Do, is it a travel song? We are traveling. I would love to hear your song. Of course Thank you would. Thank you, Kraft. I really appreciate that. On the first part of the journey. Not again. I was looking at all the life. You know you love it. There were plants and birds and rocks and things. There was sand and hills and love. The first thing I met was a fly with a buzz and the sky with... You know it too, don't you, Krath? I, I, I might know this song. I think you know it. She's only sung it 800 times. Oh, you know it. Come on. I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It feels good to be out of the rain. Come on. In the desert. You can't remember your name. Cause there ain't no singing for to give you no pain. La, 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 la,
Off to Tole they went, rambling down on the road. Like I used to do back in the 70s. Hitchhiking across the desert. Let me tell you something. I've been on a desert with a horse with no name. And uh, after several days of, of wandering, not only did I give the horse a name, which was dark shit, but also I learned about the succulent taste of horse flesh. <laughs> and believe me, you, it is a fine feast. Which is why you should come on down to Galnap's Horse Meat Emporium. We have a buffet of several fine handcrafted, totally orgasmic jello flavors made from the finest horse gelatin. Contains no traces of human feces. Watermelon. Prunes. Poisonberry. Deadly Nightshade. Your favorite flavors of horse gelatin. 24-hour baccarat tables. And did I mention horse meat? And lots of it? Galnap's Horse Meat Emporium. Right off I-4. On International Drive. In space. Hi, guys. It's Cap. Hi, I'm Hex. I don't know who's next, but I'm Brian. I'm Colin. And we're the Awkward Show. Yeah. Hey, Awkward Show. (laughs) We uh, hope you've enjoyed this very different episode of D&D. Trust us, it'll all make sense soon. We wanted to announce the winners of the Nerdy Show Dungeons & Doritos Fan Love Contest. (laughs) You guys submitted some awesome stuff to us, uh, and we are deeply, deeply flattered. So, uh, you know, we wanted to encourage everybody to send in new, awesome D&D fan love, and then we would, you know, give back for all of your awesomeness with exciting prizes. And so Yay. we're, we're going to do just that. The golden Dorito. Yeah, the, the, the tip top of which is the golden Dorito, uh, which you can see pictures of online. And look on and envy if you are not the winner of it. For there can be only one at a time. Or several. The contest lasted just over a month, and uh, we had a lot of fantastic entries. There were, uh, there were stories. There was a comic. There was costumes. There was artwork, Minecraft skins, uh, Soul Calibur skins. It was awesome. We were just thrilled by all of them, and we're excited to do it uh, again. We want to announce also that this time, um, every bit of D&D fan love that happens between now and whenever we announce the next contest will be eligible to be submitted for the next D&D fan love contest. Since we didn't have one before, we couldn't like say, okay, well, all the random stuff that was submitted in the years prior to this first one, there weren't rules. There were no rules. It was like the Wild West. There was no rules. So, so now that there are rules, now... Uh, now we can do this thing here. So hopefully this will be like a yearly thing or so. You just proved that government regulation works. It, yeah, it can. You know, we're all in this together. Haha. <laughs> Here's what's on the line. Here's the, the, the big um, mass of prizes everyone was clawing tooth and nail after. We have a prize cache, which is a selection of prizes that the first, second, and third place winners get to choose from. Starting with the first, then second, and then third place. First place gets to choose two, second place gets to choose two, third place gets the remaining item. In the prize cache, we have the opportunity to voice an NPC in an upcoming episode of Dungeons & Doritos. A piece of nerdy show Dungeons & Doritos history, Jamela's original cursed dice. (laughs) You just want to get rid of that thing. They are evil, and I want them gone. So... (laughs) You had to, to hold a contest just to give them away. Punk your friends with these cursed dice. 
<laughs> they will probably get lost in the mail. Uh, also up on the table is original art from the Lefty and Jamella webcomic, which, yes, yes, it will be coming back at some point. I just want to make sure that we have enough in the can so that we don't uh, uh, not not have strips to publish anymore. So we're getting a library of stuff. So there's a lot of, if you've looked at the pages that are up right now, as you can see, there's a lot of awesome art uh, done by myself and local shop. You get some of that. Also, original D&D art by our in-house artist, Tony Baldini. There are also two items which are available in the first and second and third place uh, options. However, if you want to double up on them, this is your opportunity because we have uh, a D&D drinking glass from Illuminated Lion. It's an etched glass with the D&D logo etched into it. It's uh, Nerdy Show's own John and Kristen's glassware company, Illuminated Lion, produced that. And also, D20-shaped dice bags from Froggy Creations. They're actual dice bags that are 20-sided and totally awesome. kind of want one. Can we just, like, fake the whole contest and give ourselves the prizes and blah, blah, blah? <laughs> yeah, I don't even have those, those glasses. Yeah, I would like the glass and I would like a bag. <laughs> Actually, at the moment, uh, this was the only way to get these glasses. These are these are the first editions of them. They're, they're really the, the test ones. The response to the images online of the glasses has been strong enough that at some point in the near future, we are going to launch them on the Nerdy Show store. As the Yay! dice bags, you can get these amazing dice bags in several sizes and a bunch of color options from Fro- Froggy Creations, and we'll have a link to where we'll have a link to Froggy Creations on this episode's page. Yay! Okay, here's what first, second, and third place get. This is the big one. You get our original script for Crunchmas Don't Be Late, our, our Christmas single from 2011, uh, and it's signed by topping Christmas single. Yes, chart topping exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's signed by the entire cast of Dungeons and Doritos. And it's covered in Dorito fingerprints and all that. When I say the entire cast, I mean the entire cast. Uh, I'm talking like Mike signed it just after we recorded this episode, that, that that single. So this is, if you ever wanted something signed by chair, this is literally like your only chance to do it ever. So it's all signed by our characters, except for Rule, since he is the game master. So it's signed by Rule. Because I didn't make sense as a character. <laughs> He should have signed it as every single NPC. But you're right, I should have done that. Uh, first, second, and third place also get a printed copy of our upcoming D&D mini-comic, Chair's Last Stand. Now, people keep asking me, like, is D&D issue 2 going to come out? And yes, it is. Now, Mike and I discussed the story when he was constructing like the whole plot of the four-issue arc and all that. And I'm going to be taking over writing duties on that, and we're, that project is underway. But before we, that came out, we wanted to make sure that we had the chance to cover Chair's final battle. Rule and I got together to create Chair's Last Stand. Maybe the final title. Not, we're kind of undecided at the moment, but um, it's going to be a free digital comic. However, we are doing a very small physical run. They're going to be super limited, and this is a rare opportunity to get a hold of that. They also get limited edition D&D poster with art by Tony. If you want one of these, they're, they've been available in the store for quite some time, but they're all signed and numbered, um, so this is an opportunity to still get a, a lowish number in the uh, the 100 print run. And also, they all get mystery Doritos. Oh, we don't know what we're going to send them, but there's going to be a bunch of Doritos shoved in there. Doritos makes really good packaging. Yeah, a lot of people think that bubble, uh, bubble wrap is good. Nah, just Doritos. Oh. All Doritos. For real. People send bags of air as like, packaging, but man... What about bags of air and delicious flavors? <laughs> yeah. What about the Air Pop Doritos? You know, like the, the 3D ones? Oh, those those may not exist anymore. I heard they still exist in Mexico, but I'm not sure. Anyway. Yeah, those are leftovers. <laughs> yes. 
they're the, they're the, the rarest of the packing Doritos. Um, so first place, the first place winner gets the golden Dorito. It is a golden Dorito. Like we said, it's online. He or she gets to pick uh, from the Dorito prize cash two items. Also, they get a D&D drinking glass from Illuminated Lion and one of the D20 shaped dice bags from Froggy Creations. Second place gets to pick two items from the prize cash and you get to choose either a uh, D&D drinking glass from Illuminated Lion or a D20 shaped dice bag from Froggy Creations. And third place uh, gets one item from the prize cash and then another either or choice between, well, actually, whichever one of the two things that the second place person didn't choose, the the, uh, the glass or the bag. They get the second place. Well, that's how it works in the, in the tiered system. Also, right. we've got two bonus awards. Hex and Colin, because they're silly and generous, they both said that they wanted to uh, do VMAC and Barty Fan Love Awards um, separately. So yeah. now we're going to yeah. announce what those are. Okay, so... Uh, I looked at all these, and I really, I really liked the comic that had that featured some VMAC in it, Heavy Devil, and I really liked how VMAC was portrayed in the Bath Salt Zombies. But since this this prize is all about pandering, I don't know if this guy knew my passion for the medium or not, but someone made a Soul Caliber version of VMAC. Yeah, that was downward spiral. Downward spiral with his Soul Calibur 5 version of VMAC, um, that pandered straight to my soul because I am such a Soul Calibur fanboy. So the prize is going to be, I'm going to draw a picture of VMAC and me playing Soul Calibur. Like it's mainly just going to be a picture of the two of us on a couch together. <laughs> and you can't even see that it's uh, that it's that they're playing Soul Calibur, but uh, he'll be talking some trash and kicking my ass. Nice. Yeah, so that, that's that's what I'm gonna make for downward spiral, and I'll scan it and put it online. But I'll mail him the original uh, drawing. Downward spiral actually made Soul Caliber skins for the entire D and D cast, so they're all cool. You can check them out online. They were really yeah. cool on the original. And I like that it wasn't just the original four; it was uh, it also had Barty and Lefty in it. Yes, indeed. And they look damn fine. Yeah. What about you, Barty? Well, um. Uh, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the uh, a lot of portrayals of Barty, and honestly, I was exceptionally flattered by many, many, many of the uh, of the renditions of Barty. But the I actually could not decide between two. The winners of the Barty Gleeman fan love contest <laughs> were uh, is uh, Bertel Elcon for his awesome Barty cosplay. So you, there'll be a link to his video in this episode page, and it was awesome. And then also, um, Vista's Clemency. Vista's Clemency wrote a, a short story. What was it? Bath Salt Zombies? Bath Salt Zombies. Bath Salt Zombies. And you know what? His depiction, or his or her, depiction of Barty in that story, the writing of Barty, was spot on. So they both win. And you know what they both win? The next time Barty tells a story, they're going to be the stars. <laughs> so there you go guys congratulations that was i uh, was so thrilled to uh to get that stuff that was so 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 great so thanks a lot we i really i personally very much appreciate it so no joke every entry in this fan love contest is an honorable mention they are all absolutely great so we're going to give shout outs to all the entries we have right now that did not win first second or third place Downward Spiral, Soul Calibur 5, versions of the D&D crew. Awesome. 
Mopkins did um, skins, Minecraft skins of all the of the original four D and D cast members, and you can actually download them all. We'll have links to where you can do that on this episode's page. Berto Elcon's Barty cosplay, awesome. You can check out a video where he models the costume. It was sexy. Yeah. Uh, Vita's clemency. It's like looking right into a mirror. <laughs> Vista's clemency story, bath salt zombies. It's a uh, part one of what hopefully will be an ongoing story in D and D fan love contests, where through Christopher's door, uh, the D and D crew actually travels to this universe and uh, finds a devastated a comic shop and meets their counterparts from this universe, as in us. Much to their yeah, dismay. That was awesome. <laughs> I was. I was pulling for you. I was pulling for you, man. I really enjoyed that. Hutch University submitted a slew of really cool D and D vignettes, including uh, the story of a wizard from or a mage from the Isle of Mages uh, flipping through uh, channels on his crystal ball at night and coming across a pay per view ad. Yeah. Also, the tale of some uh, some goofy hyena men, and then there was uh, Guin Aru Loki's uh, tale of um, the Legend of Chair, as recounted by the uh, hyena men who confronted Cher at the Siege of Tole. Uh, but, some, like, survived, the ones who ran away. Yeah, we, we, we mentioned in the... This is pretty great. Uh, it, he, we, he tagged back to something we mentioned. We said that, you know, they would tell their, their young of what had happened there, and this is the story of, of that legend continuing to haunt the hyena men. Also, art, Big Bad Shadow Man did an Adventure Time-styled uh, D&D picture, and <laughs> Kiwaku did an amazing portrait of Jamela, one of my favorites. But now, it is time... To announce the first, second, and third place winners of the D&D Fan Love Contest at third place. Yeah. And all these were very, very, very tough to decide. At third place, we have Muckraker's novella about the origins of Chair, Essentially Innocent. Yeah, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that was a, that was a great story. It was really hard to choose. Not only the first, I mean, not only like just knowing who was going to be first, second, and third place, but, like, from all of these fantastic entries, it was so hard to... You guys really made it really, really hard on us. A lot of this stuff was just really original, really creative, and just Passionate. fantastic. Yeah. And Muckraker took on a big challenge. Not only did he write a complete novella, and it is, uh, you know, it is lengthy. It is the, you know, the full length that one would you know, quantify as being a novella. Um, but he also took on uh, the origin story of Chair, which is something that, you know, he knew good, good and well that we have established in our own minds and we'll get to at some point he went for it anyway he took everything that we'd given him and uh, and built off it in a really incredible and original way second place this is a guy who's been submitting fan love to D for a while not only did he submit his greatest work yet to us but it's kind of the accumulation of everything that he sent so far just exploded in, in all of his massive talent and that is Madison. He's been sending us D&D art for a while now, and he really outdid himself with a D&D portrait of uh, most of the characters, and it's huge. Uh, it was dr- done on two 11 by 17 comic book pages taped together. Wow. Good lord. It's, uh, and it's also uh, fully shaded with grayscales, and it's awesome. You can check it out online. Yeah, that was an incredible, incredible art. And now, first place. Oh, it, shit. And it, it's, I don't even, I do not even with this thing. Heavy, oh, I know. <laughs> Heavy Devil sent us a 30-page full-color comic. It and it's not not only is it like is that those numbers and stats in and of itself impressive, but it's very well written, funny, original, clever. It's sharp enough it could maybe even fit into the D&D continuity somewhere. We don't, can't 
can't really say that just yet, but but man, it's good. Particularly speaking from a uh, uh, hilarious moments between Jamela and Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> man, so what was the premise? Tell tell us what the what what happened in the story. The story is called the Jig, and it's about a strange dream that Vmac has that is um, a lot more than a dream. It's uh, it's a journey into a world of different sided objects arguing with one another. It's very, very, very clever. I, I, I highly recommend everybody check it out and uh, and definitely get all the way to <laughs> to to the 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 very end after the last page where it elaborates on what happened between pages four and five. <laughs> what what do you think about that bit, Brian? I think my mind has been painfully blown. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations to everyone, and thank you so much for participating in our fan love contest. I uh, hope you are excited for the next one and for the next episode of D&D to come, where we get the further adventures of Krath the Goliath, Izzy the Gnome, and Relatrix the Half-Elf. Thanks for listening. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Hex. I'm Brian. Colin. I'm Lefty. I'm Rule. Adios. Actually, that's your, that's your line, Brian. You say adios. Fuck you. <laughs> Dungeons and Doritos is a radio show production and is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Just <clears throat> bought the show, head to the Nerdy Store for D&D merch or donate directly to us for exclusive items where duels. From more Dungeons and Doritos episodes, character sheets, fan art, and other groovy things on the internet, visit nerdyshow.com. Saga's RPG is the official role-playing system <coughs> of Dungeons & Doritos. Uh, to learn more about Saga's or pick up a copy, visit sagasrpg.com. Dungeons & Doritos is in no way affiliated or endorsed by Doritos, Frito-Lay, or Wizards of the Coast. <coughs> This podcast has made a work of parody and any references to outside content are for the purpose of Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.